You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show here with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. My next guest is Matt Bowden, and we are diving deep into the topic of spike detox and the New Zealand science response to the pandemic. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hi, Natalie. How are you doing? I had to stop myself from saying pandemic versus plandemic, but we can get into that. Um, so good to have you here. For those of you that haven't met Matt Bowden before, Matt, a.k.a. Starboy Bowden, is a rock musician and activist from New Zealand, previously known as the godfather of the legal highs industry. He is credited with creating non-lethal, non-addictive party pills as safer substitutes for methamphetamine addicts and successfully lobbying in New Zealand for a quality control and regulatory system for psychoactive substances. He performs musically as Starboy and produces progressive rock music with elaborate theatrical stage shows and produces short films, most notably Starboy Eternity. He is also creator of the two products, Rewind and Spike Detox, to support people suffering from the effects of spike proteins, whether from infections, injections, or personal connections. That is quite the path that you've paved. Uh, we could go into a lot of things, but I think today we're focusing mainly on spike detox. So my first question to you is, I guess, really like, why is this so important to you, spike detox, to the extent that you've developed these products? And you might want to touch on a little bit of your backstory or a little bit of the past three years to answer that. So why is spike detox so important to you? Thanks, Natalie. Yeah, well, spike detox for me, I was... When um when COVID came, I was um I'd been living in the Netherlands and popped to Thailand for a holiday because it was getting awfully cold in Holland and the borders to the EU closed and we were sitting there stuck in Thailand looking at it all unfold and my background is having um built a pharmaceutical company and having twenty years experience in drug design and in particular in um in analysing toxicity how dangerous is it as a new medicine or a drug and what are the tests we need to do I could see precisely what the uh, virus was going to do, and I could see um, what the uh, vaccines were likely to do just by my understanding pharmacologically of how those spikes were going to interact with the body. Um, my concern was, hey, a lot of people who get injected with that drug, with those spikes, the way that those spikes interact with our cellular walls, a lot of people are going to be having clots and heart attacks and things. And um, and I was... Um, I guess I was really happy to see the government saying they weren't going to mandate the use of this drug um, because the safety testing really wasn't there. And um, from my experience in toxicology, I could understand that. And so I thought, well, for those people that are um, that really want to have a genuine choice of taking injections or um, or facing the you know the virus by themselves, what's the best science that we can use to help people, especially those people who really want to go with natural science instead of um, pharmaceutical or genetic untested drugs? Uh, and so I started just sort of diving into that, looking at what is a spike protein and how should the body be responding to get rid of it, and what what is the body's normal way of getting rid of an unwanted and dangerous um, protein like this? And so that's where I started working on a formulation. How can we protect ourselves from the spikes getting in there? And how can we dissolve those spikes if they're lying around in the body? Um, and so my concern was firstly for people that might catch the, you know, the virus, but also for people that might um, have an injection and um, not 
um, their body might not respond so well to that. Their body might not be able to get rid of all that stuff back out of the again. Um, and so that's that's really what inspired me to start creating this. And I was worried about my children and everybody else's children that might get the bug or might be um, peer pressured into having injections. I think the the really important thing here is your background, your extensive background around that toxicity testing and the pre-existing knowledge that you already had. Um, it, you know, that really adds to this discussion. What I'd love to ask you is, can you explain to us what is a spike protein? So for our listeners who have heard the term, but we don't really know, like, what is it? What does it even mean? And how do we know if we have them in our body? Yeah, exactly. That's a good question, Natalie. So if we look at what a virus is, a virus is a little bit of um, uh, DNA or, or RNA, and it's wrapped um, in a sort of a, a ball. And on the outside of that ball, there's all these sticky little spikes. Um, in, the, in the case of SARS-CoV-2, these sticky little spikes. And what they are is they're kind of the um, they're kind of the weapon center of the virus in a sense, and they're a special. They're all just you know specific shapes. And how your body works is it's kind of like um, it's got a whole lot of keyholes that are different shapes for different shaped keys. And this is what we study in pharmacology. And that virus is trying to get into your cells. And so what it what it's what it's got on the outside are these um, sticky spikes that are a certain shape, like a key, and they've been uh, designed to lock into some keyholes on the outside of your cells um, that are exactly the same shape, and. Um, and that's what the spike proteins are. And the problem with these ones is that your cells have got those keyholes or those openings on the outside of them for a certain reason. Um, your body, when it's sending messages from, from like your brain sending a message to your heart, it's a little bit of like if I was going to send you a text message, Natalie, that says hi, you'd look at it on your screen and you'd see that shape of the capital H that looks like a rugby goalpost. And you'd know that's an H and then you'd see a line with the dot and you'd know that's an I and you'd say, Matt's saying hi. Our body's exactly the same. It sends shapes around. So your brain sending a message to your heart makes a shape which is made out of proteins and things and sends that in the bloodstream. And then it, it lands on your heart and it's the right shape and it fits into the cell and your heart, oh, I've got a message from the brain. I need to speed up. Got it. So that's how our body is communicating. And so one of the little messages that gets sent around in our bodies is called angiotensin. And angiotensin is a little message that talks a little bit about the, you know, the, the consistency of the blood and the pressure and so on. And so the cells have got a little keyholes on the side that are just the right shape for angiotensin's enzymes to fit into. And unfortunately, the spike protein is the same shape. And so it fits into that keyhole. That's how it gets into the cells. The unfortunate thing about it is that that sends a message. It gets interpreted as a message. And so it starts changing the consistency of your blood and so on. And then your body goes, geez, we're getting a lot of these angiotensin messages. Maybe we'll downregulate and, and make less angiotensin sites. So it decreases them and it just upsets the whole balance of everything that's going on in your blood and the blood texture and the blood consistency. That's the problem with having spikes, proteins floating around in your blood. Um, does that make sense? It really does. And I love that visual, you know, interpretation that's helpful for, well, at least for me, but I'm sure it is for a lot of our listeners because mm -hmm. there's so many phrases, you know, and terms thrown around, like even angiotensin, tensions. I hadn't heard that before, but the lock and the key, you know, that is really helpful. Definitely. Okay. So the second part of my question is, 
Um, how do we know if we've got spike proteins in our body? You talked about how it upsets mm. the body's balance in terms of blood. And like, how do we know if we've got them? And then the next flow on question is, what can we do about it? Um, because you mentioned something earlier about how can the body dissolve these, you know, whether it can yeah. do it naturally or if it needs some help. How do we know if we have spike proteins or what can we do about it? Okay, right. Yeah, so I agree. The body, the human body is the most sophisticated piece of machinery on the planet. It's so highly evolved. It's got these amazing systems for coming right if we just give it the bits and pieces that it needs. How do you know if you've got spike proteins? How could you get exposed to spike proteins? Well, there's three different ways you can be exposed to spike proteins. The first is from an, inve an, an infection. So the virus has got the spike proteins all around the outside of it. And so if you pick up an infection of um, SARS-CoV-2, then you've got spike proteins in your body and your body tries to break it apart and maybe it can break up those spike proteins, but maybe it can't. Some people can get rid of them easily. Some people can't. The second way you can pick up spike proteins is from those injections. The injections had a message which told all of our cells to make more spike proteins, which seemed like a good idea because then your body can recognize the spike proteins, except that the spike proteins are really dangerous. So for some people, it's trouble. So you can catch them from an infection. You can be exposed through an injection or through personal connection. We hear from a lot of people who are saying, everyone around around me has been injected except for me when they get their injections I come up in hives and I get fatigued so it seems like just like quite predictably in the animal studies with an RNA drug the RNA drug affects the other animals around the person that's in, around the injected animal as well so it's the same with humans so you can get spike proteins from an infection an injection or a personal connection and the sorts of things that people say when they've got quite a heavy load of spike proteins are that they feel fatigued and that they feel a brain fogginess. These are the sorts of things that when they first started happening, some people got COVID, they didn't get better afterwards because their body can't break down those spikes. And so they called it long COVID. Other people noticed that just from the injections, they got the same symptoms. If you go, if you're in Germany, for instance, the health system there recognizes that long COVID and vax injury are largely the same thing. It's too many spike proteins in the body that your body can't break down. So the second part of your question is how does your body get rid of it? Okay, so let's look at what these proteins are. Imagine you've got a really tough piece of steak, Natalie, and you think, I can't feed that to my family. It's too tough. What am I going to do? So you soak it in some pineapple juice. The reason why you do that is it tenderizes the meat. And the reason why pineapple juice tenderizes the meat is it's got an enzyme that breaks down glycoproteins. And that's what the spike is. It's a glycoprotein. So if you had enough concentrated pineapple juice in your system, you'd be dissolving those spike proteins, just like tenderizing a tough piece of steak. Mm. Again, so good with the visuals. Um, because during the whole COVID situation, I do remember some friends recommending pineapple juice that a lot of us went out and bought and drank. Uh, I don't know if that was preemptive or just to help us. I'm not really sure. So are you are, was that an analogy or an actual um, tip that pineapple juice can be helpful? That's a scientific fact that mm -hmm. bromelain is an a group of enzymes coming from pineapple, which have been shown to break down and dissolve spike proteins. There was some, some people in Sydney, some scientists over there worked out that bromelain and NAC and acetylcysteine together um, attacked certain forms of cancer. Why? Because the bromelain and the NAC together concentrate each other's um, action to be able to rip apart 
unwanted proteiny stuff. They're fibrinolytic, and some cancers form a kind of a waxy coating over themselves. The bromelain and the NAC rip that apart and get rid of those cancers. These scientists got some SARS-CoV-2, put it in a dish, put their bromelain NAC on it, and found that it dissolved the spike proteins and broke those linkages apart. So we know from that that NAC and bromelain together will break apart spike proteins. Also, NAC was something I definitely had in the cupboard because a lot of my friends, you know, we're all on Telegram together and we have different discussions than people do when they're on Facebook. And we weren't on Facebook. We weren't allowed to say certain things or you get banned if you mentioned any holistic remedy, you know, all sorts of things. It was crazy. Mm. Still is crazy. But um, NAC, what does that stand for again? The N-acetylcysteine. And so it's what it does is it's the um, it's the best form really of cysteine that produces um, uh big sort of a heavyweight, powerful antioxidant for our body called glutathione. So NAC, if you take that into your into your body, it produces this glutathione and cleans things up. If, for instance, how safe is it? Is it safe for children, people ask? If your child has got a horrific asthma attack and you take them to the hospital and they put them on the nebulizer, that thing they're inhaling, mm-hmm. that's NAC. If maybe somebody has far too many... Um, paracetamol, Panadol, and they're going to die. Go to the hospital, blam, the NAC is the antidote. It just cleans things up really quickly. Mm. So good to know. And so NAC, which me and my friends, you know, we just say knack. We, you know, you can get it at a health food shop. So it's not, you won't find it at Countdown or, you know, Pack and Save on the shelves. Um, And I don't know if you'll find it at the pharmacy. I imagine you would, but you'll definitely find it at a health food store, right? That's right. Absolutely. Yep. If you, you can... We've we've got a product, but we're more than happy for people to just look at the ingredients and just go out and get them yourselves. No problem with that at all. Just go do it. I just wanted to make sure we had everything together in one pill and it was available so that if things ran out, you could grab this one. And it's easy to take. Yeah, exactly. So given your background in that industry where you're wanting to make safer options for people that wanted the, you know, the party pill guy, like that's your kind of so interesting, isn't it? How life you know, takes us on a journey and here you are, but all those skills from where that led you to this place have been so helpful. And now what you've done is use that knowledge to create two products. So I want to hear about them, rewind and something else um, to help yeah. people with the spike detox. So yeah, exactly. People can go out and buy this, that, and the other, or they can get your product that you've put together. So how, how does it work? If someone's thinking, oh my gosh, I do have those symptoms. I am fatigued. I do have brain fogginess. The other one I've heard about is joint mobility, meaning people feel really old. They go, oh my God, I feel like of age, like my joints are so achy. Is that yeah. also the spike protein? Uh, it's causes... excuse me, it causes a lot of inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so um, things are inflamed and the blood consistency is changing. A lot of people um, had sort of microclots. I've had a couple of friends actually lost their lives from the clotting. Um, And if they had um, been able to use something fibrinolytic like this to break down those clots, then they'd perhaps still be alive, you know? Um, and so this is what that's what the product does. And the other two ingredients in there, right at the start of the pandemic when uh, this was happening, I was also looking to see what could you use to stop the spikes from getting into your cells. Just like if you've got, um, when you baby-proof your home, you're worried about your kids shoving a fork into the PowerPoint. So you get that plastic three-point plug thing that you stick in your PowerPoint so nothing yeah. else can go in there. Imagine if you could do that for your cells to stop covid getting in. Guess what you can? Um, Two different lots of scientists went to supercomputers at the start of the pandemic and said, there's this virus, what are we going to do? The supercomputers said, that virus is going to get into cells for these ACE ACE receptor sites. Natural compounds that would um, plug the gap would be 
thymocin from black cumin seed and quercetin. And so that's why there's four ingredients in Spike Detox. Two of them plug that gap to protect your cellular walls to stop the um, virus from getting in. And two of them will break down those um, spikes wherever they're at in your system. Um, so that's how the whole product works. And I'm yeah, feeling like a star star boy. I'm feeling like a star student because we also have black cumin in, in the in the cupboard at home. But it's good to hear oh, about yeah. how they all work. And my, I'd love to know. So people, we still see a few people here and there walking around with masks now these days. Um, and I guess they're trying to, you know, prevent themselves maybe getting COVID again for the second or third time possibly. So can people take some of these things like your product to prevent themselves maybe, or, you know, plug the gap as such from possibly getting COVID in quotation marks again? I don't know. I would. I lived in Asia for quite a few years before the pandemic, and a lot of people wear masks there. And often, it's a sign of politeness that maybe they're not feeling well and they don't want to spread it. Yeah. And so it's always good when we see people. You just never know what's happening inside someone. So I just try to, if I'm going to judge someone, I try to judge positively. That person is trying to be responsible and trying to not spread their sickness is what it sometimes is for me. But can you use this as a preventative? Yeah, if I'm going to somebody's house the other night, it's like, hey, come around for dinner. We've all got COVID here at the moment. <laughs> um, okay, I know that I can take my spike detox, take three caps, cruise around there, have a little bit of zinc. I can sit happily with a room full of people coughing and sneezing all over the food. Obviously, I'm not... I didn't take the injections. You could say not vaccinated, but everybody coughing and sneezing all over the food, I know I'm not going to get sick because this stuff can't get into my cells. And if there's anything that gets into my body, it's just going to get all of its spikes shaved off. So you can take it as a preventative. Or if you've been around some some sick people and they're coughing and sneezing, then just take this and it'll just, if that's what's in your system, it'll, you know, annihilate it. Right. So kind of preventative or as a reactive response, like a, so be yeah, proactive so, or reactive. Yep. Yeah. So I contacted the Ministry of Health and I said, hey, I can see the pandemic response is in full swing. Um, and you've had some solutions provided by some international pharmaceutical companies. Who's managing the natural health response for that, you know, 40 or 60% of the community who want to go with natural health? Um, could I assist with providing the natural health response? Here's a solution which we could use, which will work, you know, as well or probably better than those injections. Um, and I just kind of got told off for asking, really. So that was a bit of a bummer. <laughs> That's, you know, and the, part of that for me, my response to that is I'm under the impression that part of the reason why they were able to put us into a state of emergency was because there were no other alternatives available to help. And therefore, they were able to roll out the vaccines like really quickly and et cetera. I don't know if that's the case. That's what I heard. Um, but I do know in my experience, having worked in the realm of natural wellness for at least the past nine years with my essential oils, I do know that holistic health is always sidelined um, and in favor of more patented medicines or options. Uh, but thank you and good on you for even trying. Yeah, well, in the past, when I started out, it was maybe... 1998, maybe 2000, we'd had an ecstasy death in the family and another friend of mine um, uh, died uh, very, very horribly um, with crystal meth anyway. And so I went to the government and said, hey, both of these uh, men who have died have left children behind who are now fatherless. Why are the drugs illegal? Why don't we have quality control instead? And they said, well, the truth is, Matt, the America said they'd stop buying our meat and cheese if we changed our drug laws. And so I'd said, well, why don't we just create some new safer drugs that won't kill people that are non-addictive, that aren't on America's list, 
and then we can just build our own quality control system. And that's what I'd done. Mm-hmm. And so I'd really enjoyed working with the Ministry of Health like that. I met the ministers and I and I um, made money and um, got the best lawyers and we wrote legislation. We wrote, developed a whole quality control system. We publicly consulted with everybody and um, and did some really good regulatory development. And I'd, I'd felt that I'd really enjoyed that level of engagement with the ministry and felt that the government were really open to good ideas. And we took it to United Nations. We presented at United Nations our drug policy. And we got commended on our drug policy. Um, but And I thought I was going to be knighted or something. I thought I was going to be recognized for my for my work. I'd spent 20 years you know, developing this legislation. Um, but no, we got pushback from um, the USA through diplomatic channels and from the from the industries that were selling the alcohol and the cigarettes because they started losing market share when we were selling party pills. And I'd come out on the news saying, hey, why don't, we don't really need a safer alternative to cannabis. We need an alternative to alcohol. I'm going to do that. I've got a license. I've got a lab. I've got all the chemists. I'm going to make a safer alternative to alcohol. And that's when I, that's when it took about 14 days for the government to do a U-turn and um, just take me apart. So I'd felt, I felt maybe, you know, if I came back to New Zealand, um, and spoke to the government again that I'd get a better response, but they were just they were just not open to any information or thinking. All the normal policy engagement was just shut down, and there was just they were just take, seemed to be taking orders from somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. They'd be like, "Oh, this guy again." No, that's that's amazing that you went back. And it sounds like I don't know if you know the government. Um, obviously, the governments change over time, but uh, my view on how the government is at the moment is quite negative compared to how I used to think about them in the past. Um, but yeah, it is exactly. It's I feel like a lot of natural options, um, or even ways that people can stay healthy. We, they didn't really promote those. It was all about um, taking. You know, it was all about for in my view, in my view, and in my experience, every time I turned on the radio, you know, it, every time I turned on the TV or walked into a shop, there was a sign or something telling me what to do, which I promptly did not do. Um, mm. Tell me a little bit about the other product you've got, because I think it's called Rewind. Is that more like of an aging thing? Yeah, absolutely. This is amazing. You're going to love this, Natalie. So there's this guy called David Sinclair. He's a famous Harvard scientist, and he notices that a lot of the effects of age kicking at exactly the same time in concert. So he theorizes maybe there's a common underlying mechanism. And so he looks and realizes that every cell in our body has got an enzyme enzyme called NAD. And NAD's job is to pick up electrons from one cell and send them to the next one. So it's kind of like the wiring system in your computer. Um, NAD levels start to decline from the age 35 at the same time as age starts to sort of kick in. So David says, oh, what about if we just put that NAD level back up? It's a natural compound. So it's got some mice. I've never done animal testing. There's a bit of a big thing about that, but David was doing animal testing and he gave them some natural compounds that produced NAD. So the mice, which were old, frail, blind, Alzheimer's mice who can only lie in the corner and go bald and die. Within two to three weeks, they they were able to find their way through the maze, which means the Alzheimer's was gone. They had heaps of energy. Their hair grew back, and they started running around and jumping on each other and having little mice babies again, uh, which was not previously possible. So David thought, wow, I'm going to start putting that stuff in my coffee and see what happens. And so for humans, it's been around about 10 years now, two compounds, NMN, nicotinamide mononucleotide, and NR, nicotinamide riboside. They're both derivatives of vitamin B. And they produce that levels, they increase your levels of NAD back to how they were when you were younger. So most people find 
initially that the senior moments are gone. It's easier to hold the large picture in your mind all the time. Um, emotional responses are um, much clearer and faster. It used to be if I'd knocked over a glass, I'd go, oh, I'd say a swear word and then be really annoyed for a few minutes because it was broken and then think, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's just a glass. But now I can drop a glass and immediately it doesn't matter. In fact, nothing matters. Nothing really upsets me anymore because I can see the big picture all the time. When I go to the gym, I've got the energy of someone that's maybe 10 years younger. And when I go to see my naturopath, he does a biological age test. I was born in 1971 and my biological age is 44, where it should be 52. So my age is going backwards. Um, and so that I thought that was a great product that we could sell. How if long have you been taking using, it yourself? How long? About, I guess, on and off for about a year. And is it like a daily thing or is it a... Yep. Yeah. Take it daily instead of taking a coffee um, or as well as a coffee. Yeah, just take the pills every day. Just maybe take for three months and then stop for a few months. Um, some... So you're, you're inside your, your cells, you've got your DNA, your chromosomes, and your chromosomes are actually getting shorter all the time, or like the, like the wick of a candle, you know, that's your, it's like your hourglass of your body. And um, the ends of the chromosomes are called telomeres, the tips of your chromosomes, and that's where your body stores backups for your DNA if your DNA gets damaged. Um, studies show that people taking NMN for 90 days, the telomere length doubled. And so why is this important? Are we, is it just all about anti-aging? Well, yeah, it is about anti-aging and it is about having a product out there that people can use, which can supplement sales of our other product. But the other issue with the spike proteins, whether they're from an infection, injection, or just a dodgy connection, is that they um, they damage the DNA. And so we want to put something out there for people who want to repair their DNA because damaged DNA leads to cancer. And so Rewind, yep, sure, makes most people feel a few years younger, gives you more energy, gives you mental clarity. Um, it, it helps a whole host of other um, issues. You can look at nmn.com um, or come to our website at um, extralife.co.nz. Um, but it actually protects DNA as well. So that's what it's really all about. This is great. And it really vibes with, by the way, you guys, what I often will do in the outro, which I do after this, is I kind of say, if you like this, you'll also like that. Meaning if you like this interview, we've got a few more that I've done, you know, because yeah. I have interviewed some people about detoxing and other um, health, you know, healing and other health related ones. What I'd love to know is you and your personal life or what other things do you recommend for people around or uh, what else do you do maybe for, around health and wellness, like proactive health and wellness? For, so for me, I'll throw out a few. Filtered water. Like I literally have not drinking drunk tap water, AKA crap water for about the past six years since I got a really good water filter. Now I don't have one in my whole entire house, so I'm still showering in tap water, but I'm hoping to change that. Um, you know, other things people often talk about is grounding and stuff. What, what do you do in your daily routine or weekly routine to stay well? A lot of it is attitude, just knowing that um, you are a divine being in human form. I'm a very spiritual person. I did years in Christianity as a as a prophet. I had like a psychic gift so I could look into people and know what's happening in their life and what's been happening and why. did years and in, in, um, studied Buddhism and, and uh, meditation and all sorts in Thailand. And so it's about knowing that you are a divine being meditation to take each day and look at the energy you're in if you're annoyed or grumpy or something just go right back know that you're a divine being and that the universe is on your side and to just come back to a place of peace in the mind and from that come to a 
place of gratitude and then just to be, build up joy and emanate that joy and emanate that joy and raise that frequency because that's the most important part of healing for me yeah. is that you can um, you can totally eliminate disease um, by just knowing that your body is just a slowed down crystallized form of your spirit which is above all of this um, so that's a big one meditation um, happiness and joy um but then i'll do things like juicing is really important not eating too much meat i don't really eat sugar i try to keep a grip on my coffees um i don't take things like uh, mdma or crystal methamphetamine that i used to years ago because they take too long to recover from um i try to avoid dangerous drugs like alcohol and heroin if i want to get a little bit high i might eat a tiny bit of a mushroom or um or use a little bit of cannabis or something um try to go for natural things and just try to eat really well. I, vitamin D is really important. At the mm. start of the virus, I think if you really look at the science, the clearest biomarker for having a um, low amount of damage or effect from COVID was the vitamin D level, not vaccination status. So vitamin D, vitamin C, good water. Yeah. Believing in happiness and believing in that this is a beautiful world. And um, even as our, our governments and those systems are sort of crumbling and fall apart because we don't need them anymore. It's because we don't need them anymore. It's because we're waking up and we're evolving. More and more people every day are waking up and realizing that there's so much more to this life, you know, that we're more than just meat sacks crawling around on a rock spinning around the sun. You know, we're divine beings and we can manifest and create with our, with our minds and our conscious intention and belief. So that's a little bit of me. <laughs> I love everything about that response. And it reminds me when I first met you. Um, so for those listening, I don't know how many of you guys were at the NZD SOS conference. You know, I mentioned it many times in the lead up to it and following, but that's the New Zealand doctor speaking out with science. And Matt and I were both there. We actually had display tables. So you had your products. I had my products. But I remember meeting you and we were like loading everything into the elevator to try to go and get set up. And you were just such a joyful, animated person. And what I'm loving about this interview is it's such a beautiful fusion of science, spirituality, and the theater, you know, that theatrical side of you, um, even with your examples that you, you share with me in terms of the metaphors um, but also, you know, the education around some of the stuff you know so much about the spike proteins and the science of it. And then your attitude to life, you know, that is that is an amazing response. And I know you guys are only listening. You can't see Matt's face, but if you could have seen his face just then closing your eyes, you just look so um, present. And I think you're right. Attitude, attitude towards life, the way that we see things, even your comment about the masks. You know, I would think, I I, I agree. I think if, um, I mean, even now when I see someone with a mask, I do kind of feel quite negative towards them, if I'm honest. And even you just saying, you know, we just need to, we don't know that what, what it's about for them. And it is a sign of um, respect in other countries if you do feel unwell. And I, I mean, I just love everything about what you're saying today. So thank you for bringing you to this and sharing your story. Um, I'd love to ask you first about the song that we're going to play, and then I'm going to wrap up with the, the four questions that I ask all my guests. So tell me about the song that you've chosen, because you're gonna we're going to play one of your songs. Okay, well, I make progressive rock, and this song is one I wrote, oh, maybe 10 years ago now, about Lady Liberty. And Lady, Lady Liberty is an exotic dancer by night, and she is um, she's waiting for her true love to come. But by day, she has a job where she has to stand on the coast of this large continent where she is a statue, and she has to look out to sea, hoping that's that, that 
um, a partner will come one day who will bring balance. And it's from my album, Liberty Over Time, which I wrote 10 years ago about what's happening now, about too much liberty and freedom over too much time. Where does it lead? Um, and this is where it leads. And that's what Lady Liberty is about. Uh, liberty Over Time. And this the song is just called Liberty. Yeah. Mm, well, I think we are seeking, a lot of people are seeking more liberty and freedom. Do you have, we will play that after um, after my little outro. We're going to play your song, which is exciting. Do you have any thoughts on, like, where do you see us in a year? You know, New Zealand or or internationally you know, across the world. What do you see coming our way? I'll tell you what I'm going to do next, and that's this. I am about to ask for venture capital to move back into psychoactives because the what I did before setting up that regulatory system, um, looking now, the real pandemic that's around the planet is mental health issues. It's um, post-traumatic stress disorder, addiction, all those kind of issues. And the drugs that we've got at the moment, all the ones that ends with PAM, for instance, that people people get if they've got a mental health issue, they shut down emotional processing. And if all the population are on those, everyone's going to be completely useless. The only drugs that show promise for these sorts of issues are psychedelic drugs, things like the mushrooms that um, graciously pop up due to nature once a year for people to um, assist people with their processing. Magic mushrooms and things like um, uh, some of the other psychedelics are the only things that look like they show promise for trauma. And so I believe that those things should be available to people that need them. So I'm going to have a startup for developing and tailorizing um, uh, new psychoactive drugs for dealing with trauma. And the reason why is because the only country in the world that's got purpose-built legislation for the development and deployment of psychoactive drugs is New Zealand. I've established a building platform and I'm going to use it. And people think, is that so you can make millions of dollars? No, 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 no. This time, what I want to do, because I've sat in Thailand for five years meditating and thinking, have I really lived my best life? Have I done the best that I can do for my country and for my race of humans? And no, I think that the way for Forward is that we are set up, we set up a not-for-profit organization where we develop psychoactives that are safe enough for people to use to process their trauma. And all of the money from that goes into researching and providing natural health solutions to detox and break the addiction and set people free from drugs, whether those drugs are illegal drugs or whether they are legal drugs or whether they are mandated drugs. We need to be able to provide people detox solutions for mm. illegal drugs, legal drugs, and those mandated drugs. And we should be doing that using um, using money from consumer products. And so we want to move away from the idea of profit capitalist enterprises controlling our lives and that being the basis of our society and say, no, we will build community-owned organizations where all the money that is raised from amazing products goes into providing health, natural health solutions for the community free of charge for those people who no longer wish to subscribe to the synthetic genetic um, <laughs> drug empire's um, model of health, if that's what you could call it. So that's what I'm doing next. And I'm going to start asking for um, capital from uh, venture capital organizations and funding, people that invest money. When it makes money, you'll get your money back maybe 10 times. But after you've had it back 10 times, the shares move into the not-for-profit organization. So we're investing in building community assets. That's what I'm doing next. And that's where I see us going in the next year, next couple of years as a community coming together, self-funding, sustainable solutions so that we are no longer dependent on our governments who have just become, you know, partnered with corporate for-profit entities that suck the profits out of our world and send them to investors overseas. That's what I'm doing next. Come with me. Wow. <laughs>
That big and bold, uh, yeah, that's a great vision. And as you were talking, I'm thinking it is kind of crazy, isn't it, that we have pretty much on every corner. You can get alcohol, coffee, or vapes, you know what I mean? On like every corner. It's But I think it's a time for us to move more towards health and part of what you touched on, processing our emotions, you know, going through healing. And there's various ways to do that rather than just suppressing emotions with um, prescription medications. So Totally. Yeah. The psychoists need to be available from clinicians. So we build natural health healing centers with um trained clinicians who are able to assess alcohol and drug needs and other mental health needs, um, able to give people products that they need to process, give them the training and support. If someone's moving into problem usage, they can get alongside and say, hey, that's not the best way to process. Um, here are some better ways. Uh, and so we can totally do this in New Zealand and model this to the rest of the world. Yeah. All right. What is one thing you've done in the last year where you truly upped your brave? I've done two things in the last year. One was putting on the Labyrinth Circus um, theatrical, immersive theatrical experience parties and starting a new kind of party where people come into a room. It's a dance party. There's DJs. Everybody's in costume. And then things kind of start getting weird. Every hour on the hour, the walls move. New rooms open up into immersive environments that look like they're in different universes. And there's actors. You don't know who are the actors and who aren't. It's oh. a bit like a murder mystery dance party thing. So that was one thing I did. Um, you can check out um, Instagram com slash labyrinth circus and the other thing was uh finally going to the advertising association and asking permission to make um uh, limited claims about my product spike detox getting permission to use the name spike detox and to be able to say um that it helps to remove unwanted proteins so i'm allowed to advertise my product which i was absolutely terrified of i thought if i asked that i'd get locked up or something mm -hmm. or blacklisted but um i've got permission to advertise the product which tells tells me that in New Zealand now, it's okay to start talking about that something went wrong. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's right. And going through those, you know, being able to say it um, and make those claims and is really important. So people know that they can trust it as well. Um, yeah. Bucket list. What is one thing that, uh, or something you've got on your bucket list, something you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that we can help you with? Oh, I've, ex I've experienced quite a lot already. You know, I got a band and traveled around the world and played on big stages and big festivals with flamethrowers and lasers and crazy stuff. What I really want to do is to build those natural health healing centers. Like I've got a supplement that you can give to people that are on pee that stops them craving meth. And I'd like to put that through a clinical trial and be able to give it out to people. So I want to build natural health healing centers um, for, for addiction recovery and treatment. That's really what I want to do. I'll be happy if I can do that. And then and then my work would be done, I think. <laughs> Amazing. I'm writing that down. And so for anyone listening, if you know someone or if you are someone that can help in this area, Natural Health and Healing Centers for Addiction and... Addiction, Interruption and Recovery. Yeah. Addiction and Recovery. Then definitely get in touch with Matt. So what yep. is coming up for you? Well, let's start with um, connections. How can they can connect with you, um, whether they just want to find out more about what you're up to or buy the spike um, rewind or the spike protein product, or they can help with your, you with your bucket list. How can they connect with you? Um, if you want to find some spike detox, go to spike detox.nz. 
spikedetox.nz. If you want to talk to Matt Bowden, then come to mattbowden.com. Bowden is spelled like the love child of David Bowie and Edward Snowden, B-O-W-D-E-N. So it's Matt Bowden, M-A-T-T Bowden, B-O-W-D-E-N. mattbowden.com is my website. All my other crazy stories from everybody's talked to me from Vice to National Geographic to Pacific in 60 Minutes. It's all there if you want to know my story. And you can contact me, jump on my mailing list, mattbowden.com. Amazing. And then Instagram was that Labyrinth Circus. Yeah, Instagram, Labyrinth Circus. or um, There should be links to everything from mattbowden.com. If you want to watch my movie, if you want to watch a steampunk sci-fi movie, the most ambitious rock video New Zealand's ever seen, starboyeternity.com. It was this crazy story that came to me of a chemist being run out of town and reinventing himself. And as we were filming the lynch mob scene, 60 Minutes were standing behind my camera crew filming them filming me to make a horrible story about me, which incited a lynch mob, which had me run out of town. So at that point, I crossed timelines with my alter ego and I had to quickly write a nice happy sequel so that um so that I could then live it and have a nice comeback, which I'm doing now. So watch that crazy movie if you want to. It's pretty cool. <laughs> An alternative to to Netflix. All right. What is coming up for you in the next uh, six months or so? Um, A venture capital raise for Mm -hmm. my new pharmaceutical company, Um, trying to convince investors that it's cool to invest in something where you're going to get your money back 10 times. But after that, it's going to be a community asset. Um, And hopefully that Stop P product, um, making a supplement to give to meth addicts that puts all the chemicals back in their brain that are missing to stop their craving and so they can think straight again. I'd really like to be able to help meth addicts. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Before we wrap things up, is there anything else you've said so much, but is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? Um, hmm. Hmm. I guess the one thing about the spike detox that I just want to share is that viewing things from the perspective of spike proteins means that you can talk to your friends because, because, you know, if somebody's sick because they've had an injection or an infection, it doesn't matter. We're all the same. We've all got the same problem now. It's these spikes. And um, I just really feel that the important thing now that we've been in division is to reconnect and to look into the eyes of every other soul, every other person that you see, and just know that what's inside of them is the same bright light that's inside of you. And to move away from judgment and division there are no pure bloods now. There's just all of us um, human beings that have all been, um, they're being shaken and woken up a little bit. And so um, let's just keep sharing that love and looking on one another with acceptance and empathy and compassion and not judgment and um, just build together um, one community of one people. Yeah. Oh, what an amazing <laughs> note to end on. Thank you so much, Matt, for um, being here today as an amazing guest on the Up Your Brave show. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Natalie. Much love. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.